Good morning and welcome to a June 1st edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, who is back from a well-earned vacation. And we are thrilled to have him back and and, uh, back behind the teaching lectern, so to speak. Welcome back, Pastor. Uh, all right, uh, we're we're going to today's subject uh, is going to be on redemption, uh, the doctrine of redemption, uh, which is an extremely important Christian doctrine to understand, uh, and uh, particularly uh, appropriate to go over it right now in our current day and age. Uh, in fact, we're admonished in Scripture several times when we see some of the things happening that are happening to do what, Pastor? To lift up our heads yeah. for our redemption draweth nigh. That's exactly where we're headed with this uh, uh, lesson. Okay. Uh, so we're going to have some great information in this. And uh, just as a little, I don't know, uh, an appetizer to the main lesson, I'd like to read you an article today that that uh, my research assistant Becky sent uh, to me regarding um, a story out of Kenya, Africa. Now, you know, we, we've gone over some news stories here that were totally negative and a little bit scary. But this one, we praise the Lord about. And the, it comes from the nationalfile.com, uh, a reporter by the name of Tom Pappert uh, published this on May 30th of this year. And uh, the headline says, the National Secretary for Kenya's Atheist Society announces that he's found Jesus Christ and resigns. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it says, uh, the Atheists in Kenya Society, which advocates leftist cultural policies and secularism in the mostly Christian nation, abruptly announced that he has, quote, found Jesus Christ, unquote, and accordingly resigned from the organization. In a statement posted to the organization's social media and website, the Atheists in Kenya Society reveals that, quote, regretfully, the secretary of the Atheists in Kenya Society, Mr. Seth Mahiga, informed me that he has made the decision to resign from his position as secretary of the society, unquote. The press statement continues, quote, Seth's reason for resigning is that he has found Jesus Christ and is no longer interested in promoting atheism in Kenya, unquote. The organization thanks Mahiga for his, quote, dedication over the last one and a half years and notes that the position of secretary has been rendered vacant and the society is accepting resumes from other Kenyan atheists. So all you Kenyan atheists out there, uh, there's an open position in in that particular uh, organization, just so you know. Uh, Not that it'll do you any good, 
because even atheists find Jesus Christ sooner or later. That's right. They're, they become redeemed. Oh, yes, they do. You mean Mr. Seth Mahiga is now redeemed, isn't he? That's right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. See, so folks, the Bible says that every knee shall bow. And, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And uh, whether that's in our current day and age, which we see happening here with, a, with an avowed atheist, he's now admitting that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Or whether that's at Judgment Day, uh, it's going to happen. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And for many, it will be too late. And for many, it will be too late. That's true. That's why we're doing this podcast so we can reach as many as we can with the good news that it doesn't, you don't have to wait until it's too late. That's right. And with that being said, I'm going to pass the microphone over to pastor Chamberlain and he's going to take over with, uh, a wonderful lesson on redemption. Listen up. Thank you, Curtis. Before we begin uh, our scriptural dissertation, let's open with a word of prayer. Our God, our Father, we thank you so much for Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord, our Redeemer. We thank you for eternal life that you've given to us uh, by the shedding of Jesus Christ's blood. Uh, and we thank you for your precious and holy word that tells us these very things. We pray that as we go through this lesson, that you, your Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth and be with our minds and our mouths as we preach and teach your wonderful and holy and eternal word regarding redemption. And we ask these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, you know, Curtis... Yeah, I, I took a vacation, but you needed one. Yeah, but I was in my Bible every day. Oh, I know that's right. Every day, and um, uh, I'm I've written an outline, uh, and probably one of these days I'll get around to writing a booklet on the doctrine of redemption. But I was uh, I was reading some prophetic things, uh, and these things would be troubling. I'm just going to give you some scriptural references and tell you a few things about what was being said in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24. If you read from verse 5 and following, you see some awful things are happening. There are going to be false Christs that will arise. There will be wars and rumors of wars, and, and nations shall rise against nation. And, and, uh, and, and the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13 verses 5 and following, says essentially the, the same thing. Yeah, these, um, and, and actually in, in those two Gospels, they say this is the beginning of sorrows. Um, and so let's go to Luke chapter 21. I, I was studying these prophetic things, and, uh, and um, I, I love the study of prophecy. And in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, we see some of the same things that I've already talked about um, in, uh, in Luke 21. Um, 
it says it talks about how these things are going to happen. It says, um, let, let's let's uh, look at verse 8 in, in Luke chapter 21. And he, that is Jesus, said, take heed that you be not deceived. Uh-huh. You know, Satan is the king of deceit. Oh, boy. Boy. He's the father he's a, of it. He's the father. For many shall, but he deceived Eve. That was that was how he got her to sin. Okay. And then it says, don't be deceived. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. Now, wait just a minute. Do you mean that there are some things in Christian circles that we should be aware of? That's correct. Boy, howdy. Yep. Saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. Um. Then he says, but when you shall hear of wars and commotions. Mm. We see Russia. Amassing troops on the Ukrainian border. On the Ukrainian border. We see Israel. Uh-huh. You see Israel and, and the Philistines going to it. Mm-hmm. You see that? Yeah. It says, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then he said to them, Nations shall rise against nation. That's right. Kingdom against kingdom. Uh-huh. But there'll be great earthquakes. There'll be in diverse places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Do you know that there's been a, a, a plethora of sightings of UFOs? Oh. Where did they come from? For many, many years. So there might be some signs there. Sightings are picking up, by the way. In fact, the U.S. government uh, is due to uh, go, quote, unquote, full disclosure on UFOs in July, this, yeah. this coming July. Yeah, yeah. Now, we, we don't know how full that will be, but. We, we do know that it's that it's going to happen. That's, that, that it's, it, the report is coming. Yep. And uh, there, I continue reading, there there be uh, fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And let me tell you something. There's a Canadian pastor that has already suffered prison and a fine for what doing what? Preaching the word of God. There's actually one Canadian pastor who's racked up over almost five million dollars in fines wow five almost five million yeah, and we hear reports now that not only are churches being shut down there are not going to be any more elections in canada until canada, this covid 19 is finished canada has announced there will be no more elections isn't period. that something uh and it says you be you shall be brought into prisons uh being brought before kings and rulers for my namesake and it shall turn to you for a testimony. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts not to meditate before what you shall answer. Mm-hmm. You, have, you, you must have the answer. And the answer is Jesus Christ. Verse 16 in chapter 21 of Luke says, You shall be betrayed by both by parents and brethren and kinfolks and friends. And some of you shall they cause to be put to death. Mm-hmm. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Isn't that amazing? Verse 22 says, These be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. 
And he continues talking about there being great wrath in the land. Um, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. Men's hearts will be failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth where the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And Luke 21, verse 28, then says this, When these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Now I did. I was studying prophetic things. Yeah. I hadn't. I, I didn't have it in my mind to, to write a, 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 an article uh, or or do this on a podcast about redemption. But I was led by the Lord. You know, you need to teach about redemption, Dick, because this is an important, an important doctrine. Kind of, uh, kind of uh, left uh, on. On the dust rack in some churches. I'm sorry in, to say in that. In most churches these days. That's right. So we need to be reading. Now, now I'm not a I'm not a Greek scholar. I, I don't know the Greek language very well. I do have uh, a strong concordance, and I can look up these words and see what the, the what the Greek word is. And I do that, and I've done that with regard to redemption. Now there are five Greek words that appear in the New Testament. That that are uh, uh, that are translated, redeem, redeemed, uh, redemption, and these are the five. And these five words and their definitions will give you the whole picture of redemption just with these five words. The first one is the Greek word agorazo, and it means to go into the market. What market? Well, as we'll see, it's the market marketplace of sin. The Apostle Paul said in, uh, in uh, Romans chapter 7, 14, that he himself was sold under sin. A slave, a slave to sin. Which says in John chapter 8, verse 34, whoever committed sin is a servant to yep. sin. You're a slave to sin. Right. And by the way, nobody's exempt for no. all of sin to come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, and then in Romans 6.23, it says the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. But when Luke said this, and I was reading this, I said, what about redemption? Mm -hmm. And I came to these five Greek words. The first one is agorazo. It means to go into the market. We're our, we are in the marketplace of sin, whether we like it or not. We've been sold under sin. Adam did that to us. Yeah. Yep. The next Greek word is lutruo, and it means to pay the ransom, mm -hmm. to set free, mm -hmm. to be bought back out of the market. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Greek word lutrosis, which refers to those who have been redeemed, who have been bought out of the marketplace of sin. And then there's a Greek word ex agorazo, and it means to buy up and take out of the market. 
And this is what Jesus Christ has done for us. Or take it off the market. Or to take it off the market. That's right. That's right. And then the last one is ap apolutrosis. Mm -hmm. And it means to accomplish or to complete the transaction. Mm -hmm. So, Curtis, today we're going to talk about redemption. Okay. How it starts, who started it. Mm-hmm. All the things about redemption that you wanted to know about what we're afraid to ask. We're going to give okay. it to you. Now, and so when we look at these five words, we see this, that Jesus went into the slave market of sin, paid the ransom, took his possession out of the slave market. You ever sing the song, Now I Belong to Jesus? Well, we do. The moment we're yeah. redeemed, He's bought us. Right. We belong to him. That's right. He paid the ransom, took his possession out of the slave market and set the ransom free and thereby completing the transaction of redemption. Yep. Now, um, I, I wanted to go through this rather quickly, but you know me. <laughs> Yes, I do. As I'm teaching, I sometimes <laughs> even think of more things. So, first of all, yeah. first of all, uh, understand this, uh, and this is not what's being said uh, largely. Uh, this is not what's being told you. There are two aspects to the administration of redemption. Two aspects. The first one is the present administration that is here that is now mm -hmm. that is what's going on now mm -hmm. uh, that's what has happened to uh, to you and me Curtis yeah. we've been redeemed we've been bought uh, Jesus went into the slave market of sin saw us on the slave box and bought us and took us out of the market yeah. and set us free yeah. if the Lord sets you free you shall be free indeed says the Bible and we are free, but we are free to serve the Lord that's right. Jesus Christ. And that's why that's we're right. doing these podcasts. Yes. And redemption has everything to do yes. with what we're doing. Yes. We're doing this because we've been purchased. Amen. So there are six things about the present administration of redemption. And this present redemption deals with your soul and spirit. You see, we're still in the body of sin. We still have the sin nature. We've just been bought out of that slave market. We're not a slave to it anymore. Right. Because we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thing is we're going to see, uh, and, and, in, and I'm going to turn in my Bible. I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bible to several passages, Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 7. By the way, I have so many notes in this Bible on the book of Ephesians. It's probably my favorite of, of Paul's epistles, the book of Ephesians, because it covers everything. So in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 7, uh, and put your bookmark in there, because we're going to go back to this verse. But he says this. Oh, oh I'm going to be, I'm going to start reading with verse 3. Uh, well, let's, let's begin with verse 2. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who 
So this is about Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as, as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. God already knew who was going to be redeemed and who wasn't. He didn't make you be redeemed, and he didn't force you to be unredeemed. He just knew who was going to do it. So he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. There's so much in these verses. But let's look at verse 7. It says, in whom, that's in Jesus Christ, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And so the person of redemption is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the redeemer. He alone had the price to pay. He was the only one. He is a, and, and Colossians 1.14 says essentially the same thing, almost word for word, in whom we have redemption. We've been purchased by his blood. So Jesus Christ is the person of redemption. He is the one and only redeemer no one else could do it. That's right. And no one else has. That's right. In whom we have redemption. Number two, let's stay in Ephesians chapter one. Okay. First of all, we see the person of redemption. Then we see the price of redemption. We have redemption through his blood. Revelations 5, 9 also refers to that very same thing. Um, the, the only price that that for redemption that was that was big enough, good enough, uh, complete enough to purchase me and you, Curtis, who were both sold under sin, who, who committed sin and we were thereby servants to sin. And Jesus came into the marketplace of sin and he bought us and he bought us but with his blood, he shed his blood. That's the price. Yeah. Number three, we see the purchase. First Corinthians chapter six, verses 19 and 20. First Corinthians chapter six, verses 19 20, he says this, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? Well, whose are we? <laughs> well, we've been redeemed. We've been paid for. Through Jesus Christ's blood. It says, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
from the moment you believe in Jesus Christ, you've been redeemed. That's right. And you've been bought. And you belong. You are owned by Jesus Christ. Yeah. The Apostle Paul says it. You're not your own. Once you've been redeemed, you are not your own. Oh, I've retained my name. Oh, yeah. But I have a new name written down in glory. That's right. That's You'll right. find out what that I'll is. Find, yep. One of these days I will. That's right. And by the way, you know when I'll find that out? When my redemption has been completed and it isn't completed yet. Have Remember you? I said this is about your soul and the spirit. Yeah. We're still in the body, uh, a human body. We still have a nature to sin. That's right. But Jesus has taken care of that nature. He's covered it with his blood. Have you ever wondered what your new name will be? Oh, I, I, I have, I have. Uh, I had a pastor once named Gee, Bobby. I, I hope it's not Potter, ZB, or Axelot. Or Axelot. Those are mad magazine <laughs> names. But remember Bobby Lounsbury, our I pastor, sure do, yeah. and he said he used to he used to see there's this white stone with a new name written on it. The yeah. Book of Revelation talks about that, and yeah. and Bobby Lounsbury used to say, and he he'd, he'd hold his hands together. And he'd look in there to see his new name. And he says, I want it to be soul winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God bless him. He really believed in redemption big time. So we've seen the purpose. I mean, we've seen the person of, of, of redemption. We've seen the price. And we've seen the purchase. He's bought us. We don't belong to ourselves. No, we are not our own. We belong to Jesus. Remember that song we always sang, Chris? Now I belong to Jesus. Yeah. Jesus belongs to me, not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Yeah, we're not, we're no Perry Como, are we? But anyway. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we've seen the person, the price, the purpose, the purchase. Now well, let's look at the purpose. And for that, we have to go back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood. And here's the purpose. The forgiveness of sin. According to what? The riches of his grace. He's got it all. And can do all mm -hmm. and will do all. And the biggest all that he needs to give to us is redemption, which includes the purpose, yeah. the forgiveness, forgiveness of, sin. of sin. And and Christianity is all about that, uh, dear folks. Yeah. You, you must remember that. When you hear this word redeem or redemption, hug it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> lay hold on it. Okay, so the purpose then is forgiveness. Now, let's, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. The possession. We now belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. We've said that. We're going to emphasize it time and time again. Uh, we have, we've had... Uh, I don't know, well over uh, how many people, how many hits have we had on this podcast? Almost 1,800 now. Yeah. On, on Anchor but Just alone. on Anchor alone, over 1,800 yeah. hits on it. 
yeah. and and uh, and and we're, <laughs> we're hoping that most of you are born again. But if you're not, give yourself to Jesus Christ. He paid the price. He came into the marketplace. Be redeemed. He 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 was gonna. He wants to bring you out of the marketplace. Don't stay there. He wants to take you off the slave market block. That's exactly what redemption is. And now he gets you out of the slave market, and he sets you free. Mm -hmm. But you're still his possession, That's no right. matter where you go. That's right. That's amazing. The sixth thing now mm -hmm. about this present about this present redemption that we're talking about is this: the perpetuity. Mm. Yes. Oh my yep. goodness, Curtis! How many denominations out there in the in the, the so-called Church of Jesus Christ try try to tell you that there's a possibility that you could lose your salvation Amen. now wait just a minute Shame. if i belong to jesus can i possibly believe that he would ever let me go no no he's promised not to he promised not to uh turn to ephesians chapter 4 please ephesians chapter 4 let's read verse 30 Oh, I, I, let's, I want to read some verses that went before that, uh, but uh, uh, I'm going to get to this. Oh, yeah, I better get along because our first half hour is well, just about 15 seconds. We, you, you may it, want it to says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. With that, we'll close this first half hour and we'll pick up where we left off in just a few moments. Hang in there with us.